0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. So happy to be with you again. This time I'm coming to you from Vermont, back in Vermont, and I just finished the spiritual counseling training intensive back to back with the teacher training, how to lead and create a workshop. And I have to say, my favorite thing in the whole world is to be in person with folks and to do that deep inner healing work in person, eliminating all the blocks to love really opening our hearts, and what a wonderful community we have. It is an honor, a joy, a pleasure, a delight to be able to come together and work together and love each other in person. So we do so many things in Masterful Living and Finding Freedom online, on Zoom, and being together in person is the absolute creme de la creme so so grateful for all those who participated and for our transformation the healing the success the miracles so grateful for all of that yeah so let's create some more of that yes i'm going to invite you to place your hand on my heart on your heart as i place my hand on my heart And we join together in a blessing here, taking a breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, to the unprecedented, to the pure power of love within us, in, through, and around us. We are truly grateful and thankful to open ourselves to transformation and healing. We're consciously laying upon the holy altar fire of divine love, all the blocks, all the resentments, all the regrets, everything that fuels the sense of blame and shame, lack and limitation. We're giving up the need to attack ourselves and others, and we are truly sharing the benefits of our healing with everyone because we are one with them. So grateful, so grateful. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Oh, what a blessing what a blessing to be able to have this topic today I'm very grateful to spirit for sharing it with us so the topic today is blame is exhausting and I know that one so so well in chapter six of the text uh, there the very first Part is entire. Well, the whole chapter is called The Lessons of Love. How great is that? And then in the introduction, Jesus says to us The relationship of anger to attack is obvious, but the relationship of anger to fear is not always so apparent. Anger Always involves projection of separation, which must ultimately be accepted as one's own responsibility rather than being blamed on others. Anger cannot occur unless you believe that you have been attacked, that your attack is justified in return, and that you are in no way responsible for it. Given these three wholly irrational premises, and that's wholly with a W, the equally irrational conclusion that a brother is worthy of attack rather than of love must follow. What can be expected from insane premises except an insane conclusion? The way to undo an insane conclusion is to consider the sanity of the premises on which it rests. You cannot be attacked. Attack has no justification. And you are responsible for what you believe. So this is a big wake-up pill to swallow. So (laughs) I call my daily blog that I write, my daily shot of a spiritual espresso. This is like a whole pot of espresso in a paragraph. So let's break it down. Now, first of all, we're talking about blame is exhausting this week. So can you have blame without anger? And can you have blame and take responsibility? for how you feel and what you're experiencing. I don't think you can have blame without anger. I think blame and anger go together. And when there's blame, there's lack of responsibility. Of course there is, 100% of the time. 100% of the time. And... Let's just be super uber clear here, okay? Let's not play around anymore. One of the most clear and concise teachings in A Course in Miracles is in Chapter 21, Section 2. It's called The Responsibility for Sight. And it is... Really imperative to the speed healing that we desire to commit this to your memory. So it begins the whole section, the responsibility for sight section in chapter 21. It begins with We have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy the little gift you offer to the holy spirit for which he gives you everything the very little on which salvation rests the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection and being true it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Rejected, yes, but not ambiguous. And if you choose against it now, it will not be because it is obscure, but rather that this little cost seemed, in your judgment, to be too much to pay for peace. So this is the lead-in here. And what he's sharing with us is You have to be willing to take responsibility in order to have peace, in order to have happiness. And most importantly, for most of us, to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. Because this is after all the relationship healing uh, section. So, he says now, this is the key. This is the part to commit to memory. Paragraph two here. This is the only thing that you need do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. Here it is. I am responsible for what I see, I choose the feelings I experience, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for. And receive as I have asked. That's it. Right there. That's the only thing that you need do for vision, happiness, release from pain, pain of any kind, and the complete escape from sin all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations. For here the power of salvation lies. And my little shorthand for it is, I am responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it to be. And I take that with me everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Because it gets me out of blame. And I used to be the queen of blame. So very important to my life, right? So remember how in the lessons of love, in that introduction there to chapter 6, anger always involves projection of separation, which must ultimately be accepted as one's own responsibility, rather than being blamed on other, others. So any time that we're angry... We're projecting separation, and we have to take responsibility for it. We cannot blame it on others. He also talks about, in this section, about the relationship between anger and fear, which is so important to understand. One of the things that I have witnessed, and it's been such a teacher to me, because I used to My biggest challenge was that I was angry all the time. So I was blaming others all the time for my anger. I didn't take responsibility for anything. I projected it all out onto other people. Hence my misery. My constant self-created misery. So when I discovered, oh, responsibility is freedom from misery... I went for it. It took me a long time to see it, a long time to see it. Because I wasn't willing to see it. I wanted to be able to blame others for my upset. And I thought that the only relief I could get from my upset was to blame others. I didn't realize that all it did was increase my sense of helplessness and hopelessness. But it makes sense when you think about it, that it would increase your helplessness and hopelessness if the only way out and the only way to vision happiness all those things joy in your relationships the only way is to take responsibility and not to project it on others blaming others is a guarantee you will not have happiness and if you're still blaming it on others and not seeing the connection between the blame and the unhappiness, it makes sense that you would be afraid. Very afraid that you'll never be happy. And then that would be the cause of the anger. It makes perfect sense. It really does. So all of that, putting all our time and energy and effort into that plus then you've got all this constant stream of upset right and you're not upset for the reason you think but you won't allow yourself to because this was me i wouldn't allow myself to recognize the cause of my anger feeling helpless and hopeless i couldn't find a real way out of that So I had a substitute, right? That's what we do. We make a substitute. We're not happy with our life. We make a substitute. It's a fantasy. We're not happy with the fantasy, not happy with ourselves. We fall into some kind of denial and self-medication and lots and lots of blame. And the blame intensifies, so the self-medication and the denial and the depression ensues right so course miracles tells us that depression is caused by believing that we are denied something that we like or want or desire or need think we need that's what depression is about that we're being denied we're be it's being withheld from us but no one can deprive us of anything except we're the only ones who can deprive ourselves of anything according to A Course of Miracles. And I've come to see that that's true. This is one of the main things that I see with people who do my year-long program, Masterful Living, is they begin working on this in earnest. And people who have been Chronically depressed for sometimes a decade, much of their adult life, find their way out of that depression because they're willing to take responsibility. Their sense of feeling deprived diminishes. And the more they take responsibility, the more they work these principles in A Course in Miracles together with the community. That whole sense of being deprived falls away and it's beautiful. Depression lifts, it's gone. It's amazing. I see it every year. Multiple people have that issue and have a healing. So if you are feeling depressed and you allow yourself to blame, there is a relationship there. And the way out is responsibility for sight. And that can be very challenging. All of this is a self-study course, and it's very challenging to do it on our own. It just is. It is. It's much easier to do it with others. I encourage you to start a study group, get into a study group, or some kind of a program. It doesn't have to be my programs, but some kind of a way. That you're no longer just sitting in the upset and managing and coping with it and self-medicating it. I I did that for a couple of decades and I just would like to, I really am intent to support people who are no longer interested in continuing that. Uh, I know uh, it's so doable to have amazing miraculous transformation working these principles and uh, by the way at com we do list uh, Course in Miracles study groups it's a free listing we list a Course in Miracles events it's all free listing all free access So I encourage you to check that out at livingofcourseofmiracles.com. We also have support for study group leaders. So we have a bunch of recordings uh, that I made about with other study group leaders, people who've been doing it for 10 years or so, who are brilliant at it, and I interviewed them So all of that's free for you at livingacourseinmiracles.com. I encourage you to take advantage of it. There's a lot more resources there too. And so go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Yes, indeed. So going back to blame, here's something in that same chapter 6, just a few pages later, section 1 paragraph 16, Jesus says to us, as you read the teachings of the apostles, remember that I told them myself that there was much they would understand later because they were not wholly ready to follow me at the time. I do not want you to allow any fear to enter into the thought system toward which I am guiding you. I do not call for martyrs, But for teachers, no one is punished for sins and the sons of God are not sinners. Any concept of punishment involves projection of blame and reinforces the idea that blame is justified. The result is a lesson in blame for all behavior teaches the beliefs that motivate it. The crucifixion was the result of clearly opposed thought systems, the perfect symbol of the conflict between the ego and the Son of God. This conflict seems just as real now, and its lessons must be learned now as well as then. So consider this. I'm going to invite you to just turn within here for a moment. And think of some people that you blame for your upset. I talk with many people. Many people are upset by political figures and corporate figures. As well as people in their lives that they blame for their pain. So here's what Jesus says about that blame and that, that. It, it, that it's, it is often related to punishment, right? We want to see them punished. And many times I have been the punisher. How do I punish? I punish by, I don't, I like to think I don't do this anymore, and, but I sure used to do it all the time. I would punish by being angry and yelling and blaming. I would punish by withholding love, withholding kindness, withholding compassion, withholding understanding. Uh, I would definitely punish with withholding whatever good juicy stuff I have that I could share or offer or help someone with. No, I'm going to punish you. You don't deserve any good you deserve only to be punished that was my thinking that was me completely aligned with the ego thought system it was impossible for me to let anything go for a long long time I was a grudge holder I was a grievance holder. That's why my favorite lesson is number 68 Love Holds No Grievances because I found it to be true. I proved it. So I don't like to hold grievances anymore. It's it's, it's exhausting. It is. And blame and grievances go together and punishment goes with blame because blame is a form of punishment. And this is one of the most important lessons that Jesus is teaching here, and he's teaching it in the earlier section that I was sharing too, about uh, anger cannot occur unless you believe that you have been attacked and that your attack is justified in return and that you are in no way responsible for it. So when we wish to punish We're often looking to blame our upset. We don't want to punish if we're not upset, right? Only when we're upset do we wish to punish. So it could be, it could seem a minor annoyance. It's still anger. It's still anger. It really is. It really is. That's where I see my anger coming out on a daily basis is minor annoyances and frustrations and irritations. So let's just be aware that all of that is wrapped up in blame and punishment. And when it's going on all day long, isn't it exhausting? isn't it? One of the things that I hear so often from spiritual students who are not doing the work with me, (laughs) but from uh, others, they'll say things like, uh, oh, being with that person is so challenging. Their energy is so exhausting and draining. Well, no, other people's energy is not exhausting and draining. But if we're judging them, if we're blaming them for the drain that we're feeling, if we are blaming them and attacking them and irritated and frustrated and annoyed by them, then we're exhausting ourselves with our judgments, with our complaints, with our grievances And we are not taking responsibility for that projection of separation. So, in order to have joyful relationships, we have to take responsibility for how we feel in our relationships 100% of the time. Now, that's pretty challenging. I'm still not able to do that in theory, but not in practice. I have to pull myself back from thinking I'm annoyed by someone rather than my projection of separation. But I'm so grateful, this is what I call the divine alarm clock, that any form of upset that I have is my inner installed divine alarm clock going off and letting me know, oh, danger, danger, danger. I am not taking responsibility. I'm believing in separation I'm projecting it out onto the situation, and it's showing up in a way I don't like. But I am the dreamer of the dream, and taking the responsibility is the way out of it. Yes, it is. (laughs) It is, it is, it is. And... I'll just mention that Masterful Living registration is going to open in November, and I'm going to encourage you to make that commitment as soon as you can to give yourself a year of transformation and healing that will be magnificent and so worth everything that you put into it. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And then Finding Freedom will be offered again in the spring. All right. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love. Walking the talk. And we're back. Thanks for joining with me. It's so powerful when we join together for the purpose of our healing, our expansion, our clarity, our freedom, our joy. Woohoo! <laughs> and having been someone who spent so many years of my life just blaming, 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 I am so glad that I've learned to interrupt that pattern. I've learned that interrupting the patterns of blame is one of the greatest things that we can do. And just interrupting the patterns in general, not letting them run. I say don't get on the pain train. Those patterns that if this, then that, where the ego thought system is, if this, then that means that kind of deduction. It's it's not based in truth. It's not based in wisdom. It's not based in clarity. It's based in perception. Let's get away from really discernment through perception and let's open our mind to the guidance of that higher holy spirit self so here's something that i've learned that has been so helpful to me i've talked about it before it feels really appropriate to bring it up again here which is that when there's fear Rather, when there's anger, there's fear. So, let's look at that. Uh, since I I've established in the first half of this episode that irritation, frustration, all of that is expressions of anger, and of course, miracles tells us anger is never justified. And yet, many people feel really angry a lot of the time. I I wasn't the only one I've discovered. (laughs) And my father used to say, I think you just came in angry. You were just born angry. I'm like, well, maybe that's true. I don't know. And (laughs) thanks for the help. (laughs) No. Uh I, I really have come to see that all the the challenges that I've had in my life and all the many, many, many years I spent being upset and irritated and frustrated and angry and hurt and and feeling worthless and all of that. I learned so much from it that now I can bring benefit with it. I'm I'm grateful for everything that's occurred. So, one of the things that I learned is, anger is not the problem. Anger is a symptom. And anger is also justifying attacking others for our own sense of separation. Yeah. Anger is justifying attacking others for our own sense of separation. So, anger is a symptom, like a cough or a sneeze is a symptom. Sneezing and coughing are not the problem, they're not the root cause, they're the symptoms of the cause. So, a wise move when you have a cough or you are sneezing is to look for the cause. So the cause is going to be there's some kind of irritant, right? What is that irritant? Are you having an allergic reaction? Do you have a virus uh, that is causing this sneezing, coughing symptom? So same thing when we're irritated, frustrated, angry, resentful, blaming, Let's look for the cause rather than deal with the symptoms. Self-medication is a way we deal with the symptoms, but it does not solve any problems. And you know what? Talking with people where we're trying to get them to take responsibility for what happened is not the answer. First, we must start with ourselves and we must take responsibility for how we feel and stop projecting it out onto other people. This, my friend, is advanced work. It's not for the newbie. They're they're not usually going to see this. This is really advanced work. And this is where we become the teacher of God. This is where we move out of being a victim. And it's happening to us to that true taking responsibility. So this is my invitation to you is to really make a commitment to love yourself enough that you stop projecting it out onto other people when you're upset. And blame is a really good indicator that you're projecting it out onto others. Anger, irritation, frustration, very easy. All to recognize all these symptoms of upset are all what I call the divine alarm clock going off saying, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. But when we blame others, when we don't take responsibility, when we self-medicate, we're hitting the snooze button. So when we mentally start thinking about punishing others and blaming others and saying, they're the ones who are upsetting me, we're hitting the snooze button. And then what has to happen on a spiritual level is spirit has to intensify it for us. So it, it, when we don't recognize the upset on the mental level, then the upset travels into the emotional level of our experience and we become really emotionally upset that's where most people start to notice the divine alarm clock most people don't recognize it when their thoughts are going to blame to punishment to regret resentment uh fear doubt worry jealousy shame all those things most people don't notice it until the emotional upset has kicked in. So if if the emotional upset has kicked in and you're now feeling irritated, frustrated, angry, hurt, all of these things, that's when you know you've already hit the snooze button on a mental level. Now here's the emotional alarm going off. Don't hit the snooze button here because if you do, it's going to travel into your cellular structure your physical body and that's where you're going to really be um, doing yourself a disservice there's there's no advantage to hitting the snooze button because when the divine alarm clock goes off and you're noticing the mental emotional or physical upset resulting from your thoughts and beliefs That is when you can go into, I am responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it to be. And then you can say, okay, that said, Holy Spirit, I'm just going to say it again. I'm willing to recognize I am responsible for what I see and for what I feel and for what I think. And... Since I'm responsible for what I see, everything must be just as I wish it to be. Now, from there, you can say, Holy Spirit, this is making me crazy. This thinking, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I really need your help with it. Angels, Holy Spirit, Jesus, teach me about this. I am willing. I am willing to learn right now in the midst of this upset. I'm willing to take this dagger of blame this dagger of shame this dagger of worry doubt and fear or whatever it is that I'm stabbing myself and others with I'm willing to lay it on the ground and say you teach me what's going on here you teach me how to get out of this and stay out of this I am so super willing right now And I'm not going to make another move. I'm not going to say another word. I'm not going to make another choice until I'm helped. Because I am willing to be a teacher of God. I am willing to live my destiny. I am not willing to move around the same sewage internally and externally in my relationships anymore. Even if if it's with the relationship with the person... At the store that I went into for the very first time, <laughs> I have a very dear friend who said that once she started to get conscious, and she would still get really upset. And she would, uh, she was an independent contractor, and so she. This was many, many years ago. She would go to Kinkos, like her home office, you know, getting things printed and stuff like that. They didn't do it right, she would get furious, she would tear someone a new one, and then she would go home, and she would realize she completely overreacted, she was terribly unkind, and she would get back in her car, drive back to the Kinkos, and apologize. Because that kept her in integrity. I love that. That's the kind of friend I'd like to have. So I'm okay if people get upset and they yell and they shout, but come back, take responsibility, and everybody that you blamed it on, your everyone that you blamed your upset on, go back to them and say, "I made a mistake. I made an error. It wasn't your fault, and I'm really sorry I took it out on you." Here's a five bucks Starbucks card. Here's a box of chocolate. Here's something to just say... I really am sincere here. You don't have to give gifts. I'm just saying... For yourself... Make the effort. For yourself... You're worth the effort. I I, I don't think anybody has a problem... Living and working... And being around people... Who sometimes get really upset... And attack others and blame others as long as they come back into their right mind. Right? We don't need people to behave perfectly all the time. But what is a holy relationship is when people own their stuff. It may take a while. It might take a week or a few days or a month or even years. But if you can own your stuff, you will feel so much better. So these surface symptoms are anger and all kinds of upset. Now, underneath anger, as Jesus was saying earlier, the quote that I was reading earlier, underneath anger is fear. There's a relationship between fear and anger and this realization helped me so much so much and i trust it will help you too so the fear that's always underneath anger it it it's about being hurt most of us feel wounded in some ways i mean even the dalai lama right good lord he's exiled from his homeland his people have been raped and pillaged literally by the Chinese. There's there's some hurt and wounding there. Everyone would feel understandable compassion towards the Dalai Lama if he was annoyed at news of the Chinese doing something more, or it was even the history was brought up. But underneath that annoyance, that frustration, the irritation, even you know, a ballistic anger tirade is fear that we are going to be wounded again in a way similar to how we've been wounded in the past. It's the inner child terrified of being re-wounded when we haven't recovered from the old wound. We're still too vulnerable. So... That's how anger is a symptom of the wounding, right? So underneath anger is always fear, and underneath fear is always unhealed wounding. So rather than deal with the anger and have anger management classes, let's go to healing the wounds, Because then there's no fear and there's no anger. Let's deal with the wounds. And the wounds are all the meaning we made of it, the interpretation. That can be shifted if we are willing. This is why our willingness is all that's required. And the coolest thing in the whole world to me is that the Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting if we're truly willing. But saying we're willing and being willing are two different things. So being willing is we realize I'm enraged, I'm angry, I'm irritated, I'm frustrated, I'm annoyed. Okay, so... There must be a fear underneath this, and underneath that fear is a wounding. What is my wounding? Holy Spirit, show me all this. Help me to see, to know, and to heal. I am willing. I'm not going to blame them anymore. I'm not going to try to punish them anymore. And if we find ourselves in the midst of blaming, in the midst of punishing, we can stop. That's willingness. That's real willingness. That's not BS willingness. That's being authentically willing to shift our thinking. Remember, all healing is at the level of the mind. So that's how we heal that wounding, no matter how deep and painful it is. So, here's another beautiful, beautiful thing... ...that I'd love to share with you... ...which is... ...when you see somebody else who's angry... ...sometimes... ...if you're anything like me... ...I used to see it as an opportunity... ...to fan the flames of their anger... ...and make it worse for them... ...to poke it... ...add logs to that fire of anger... ...because then I could dominate them... ...then I could control and manipulate them... And I could feel superior. Of course it never worked. Never felt superior. Not really. It was all ego. And how can you really, truly ever feel superior when we're one with each other? There is not a possibility of superiority. It's impossible. Right? So, let's just give all that up. There's no inferiority And there's no superiority. These things are an illusion and a delusion and they do not exist. Let's abandon that strategy for making ourselves feel better. Trying to create some kind of firewall so we're protected and our wounds are protected. Instead of trying to protect our wounds, let's open them up and let them heal right so a lot of times when you do have wounds you have to get the air in there some oxygen you have to let uh, the sunshine and the the i don't know I, i don't know much i'm not a nurse or anything but i do know when you have a deep wound if you keep it covered all the time it it's it depends on the wound of course but you see what I'm saying is open it up to the air, to the healing power of the Holy Spirit. If you can feel the wounding, you know it's there. You feel so vulnerable. You feel frightened. You feel worried. This is These are the symptoms of wounding as well as anger and and hurt. Remember, fear is underneath the anger. So if you're feeling a lot of fear and you're irritable, and you're vulnerable, there's wounding to be healed. Let's not learn to manage and cope with it. Let's actually heal it by opening it up to the Holy Spirit. And I have found great success in being able to simply say things like, Holy Spirit, whatever this is. Heal it back to the root cause so I never experience it again. And Holy Spirit, if I need to look at it, if I need to apologize, if I need to own something, take responsibility for something, just show it to me. Whatever it is, I'm willing. Help me out of this so I'm not repeating it and passing it on and teaching it anymore. I'm ready and willing to let it go and then i would find that i might be driving in the car washing the dishes folding the laundry cooking something where my mind is half occupied with my task and i my mind is open and available to insight that that's when the holy spirit would lay into my awareness oh, remember when this happened? That has not yet been forgiven. And for me, being a a grievance holder and a grudge holder, I, for much of my life, I would literally say over and over again, I'll never forget that you did this to me. I'll never forget that this happened. I will always remember this. I made that kind of a vow very frequently just to myself just to God and so Holy Spirit would say remember this oh yeah I do I remember I was so upset and hurt I was so angry about that okay I can forgive myself for my part in it I can take responsibility and then forgive myself for my part in it and I can forgive others as well yes I can I can do these things and I'm glad to do them I'm grateful to do them yes 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 why am I grateful because it's the way out of hell there is a way out of hell and the Holy Spirit is putting it right in front of me the door to my salvation is open in front of me if I'm willing to pass through it By taking responsibility. And by realizing I'm never upset for the reason I think. Right? That's why these lessons are right there in the beginning. I don't know what anything is for. I'm never upset for the reason I think. I've given everything all the meaning that it has for me. And true forgiveness is surrendering the meaning I made of it and my interpretation. So... Blame and punish and anger are so closely related, they come together, they are the tragic trio. That's what the Holy Spirit just gave me. They are the tragic trio that suck the life out of our life if we allow it. And so taking responsibility is the way to... healing that we desire but it's also so very much being in a relationship with the higher holy spirit self engaging in the healing that's the living loving demonstration of our willingness so we can't just say we're willing that is bs we must demonstrate it day after day by being willing to give up holding the grudges and the grievances, being willing to give up, blaming others. The way to happiness is responsibility, and there's no blame in responsibility. It was a hard pill for me to swallow initially, but then I practiced it, and I started to feel so much more joy. <laughs> and so I i was excited that I found a way out of the hell that I was living in and I'm encouraging you to do the same and as I said Masterful Living is going to start registration's going to open in November and we start right at the beginning of January and it's a full year of really actually doing the work with me and with many others it's a very comprehensive program and it's a lot of fun it's so much easier to do this work together I invite you to come and join with us and to not wait another year to do this deep healing work. And uh, what's great is the greatest benefit of all of it is relationship healing. Yes. Yes, indeed. So uh, may the end of blame come just before the holidays here. We're gearing up for the holidays and uh, we're doing our own inner healing work. And I'd like to say a huge, huge thank you to all the people who send donations, who write reviews. Please write a review wherever you get your podcast from, and thank you for your donations to support this ministry of love. We take a breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and minds to the higher Holy Spirit self and to the healing that we most desire Truly, we are sharing the benefits with everyone. We let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week. I love you.